In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Chrissy Teigen referred to Donald Trump as a pussy ass bitch. Look, he's a sick puppy. He, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be there. Well, I lost half a day of skiing. I'm gonna punch him out. I'm gonna go to jail. I'm gonna be happy. The Betches Sub Podcast. A speaker has not been elected. Hello, this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. I'm Amanda Duberman, the news director at Betches. I'm Elise Morales, comedian and writer of the Betches Sup newsletter. And I'm Millie Tamaris, comedian and sub-video contributor. We will start with a number, like always. And I think today's, I think you can, I think you can probably guess where we're going with this today. Today's number is uh, 377. And for three hosts who aggressively talk about the fact that their zip codes are in New York City, <laughs> you can bet that that is believed to be the peak of our air quality rating in New York. And peak as in a, not a good peak in New York on Wednesday after several days of smoky skies gave way to a pretty dystopian landscape. For reference, anything above 50 is, a, is potentially harmful to some. I think um, you start to see that unhealthy to some groups on your iPhone. Can't speak for Android. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Apple weather app tells you that um, today it's like around like 180. What would you, today is like I saw some blue in the sky today, which felt amazing. Today was better than yesterday. Yesterday was I've never seen anything was really like scary. yesterday. Straight up orange sky. I feel like it was like around 230, like 230 to four sure, yeah. oh my God. was like the peak. I was yeah. on a Zoom just like chit chatting and I happened to look over in the middle of it and I was like I'm sorry <laughs> stop everything I can't believe what I'm seeing it was outside disorienting. my window yeah I definitely early in the day I know me and you were uh, me and Amanda were gonna go to the reductress book party launch which ironically is called how to be productive when the world is ending <laughs> Go buy it. <laughs> Go buy it, obviously. Um, so, yeah. And then I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll wear a mask. And then the, got the darkness of 2 p.m. came and it was fun. It was. Yeah. Oof. I was having like a like a low key panic attack just because I couldn't like orient myself to the. Yeah. I've We've never seen that. It was straight up out of I Am Legend. Yeah. It, it looked like. Like a Mad Max yeah. dystopia yeah. sky. And I like as dog owners, another thing that we all talk about. Bitches <laughs> um, pups. Bitches <laughs> pups. Um, I felt like I was so sad because like Rusty kept wanting to yeah. go out on the deck and we kept having to be like, no deck. And he looks at us. So whenever we say no deck to him, he looks so like destroyed yeah. by that comment and so we eventually had to we just took him to daycare but we uber pet nice. we uber petted him to daycare and back because yeah. rusty actually has like dog asthma and allergies oh, for and a baby so we were like he can't we he can't be walking not your son no not my poor son i'm gonna call miss pet to hear what she has to say about everyone's dog asthma. well i did no this but was i like, did put a mask on that my was dog funny this well this was really i mean I 
I think we vaguely had these thoughts before, but yesterday was really the first time I really was like, do you bring a kid into this? Well, like I feel, I think a lot of us, and we'll talk about this in a second where the world has been experiencing this parts of North America have been experiencing this parts of this country have experienced this just because New Yorkers finally got a taste. Doesn't mean, you know, it's anything new. Um, but yeah, for the first, time, I was like, I can feel this in my lungs, in my yeah. esophagus. I have a scratchy throat where we all have headaches and have to stay inside. And the idea of that being part of normal life, which seems not even likely just like assured towards yeah. the end of some of our lives was like, oh shit, I don't know if that's ethical. Yeah. Well, yeah. And this is like, there's been a whole discourse online because people are like, oh, finally people are getting like taking things seriously. And it's like, we've experienced effects of global warming in New York city. Yeah. This has been, we've had unprecedented heat. Winters have been warmer than ever. We flooded. We flooded like crazy recently. Um, it, we've had like unprecedented, but it's just when these kind of things happen on the East coast, things that aren't typical, because again, this is yeah. from wildfires, which is like, I don't know. I don't know if you've walked around New York, but there's not many forests <laughs> here famously. So a tree grows in Brooklyn. A yeah. tree, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a tree grows in Brooklyn. And, um, I mean, yeah, there's so many campaigns to plant more trees so true. in New York. Um, so it's, that's kind of the, the disturbing or the unsettling part is like, yeah, we're not, it's, it's that we're not used to these things. We're experiencing hurricanes We're experiencing things that just aren't typical of, of, uh, this norm, yeah. you know, what, what we're used to in the Northeast. Yeah. I, I will admit that I got a little annoyed with that online discourse personally, because, um, well, one thing I kept seeing is like, Nobody talks about it when it happens to us. And I'm like, I have read news about the wildfires on the oh, list. Yes, the California wildfires. Yes. I've, I've included a couple newsletters. I've seen your Instagram. Yeah, like, I, yes. I've definitely heard about them. So we do talk about it. When it was one. happening in Oakland during 2020, like that was crazy. Yeah, I don't think that the reaction is necessarily because we are other. There are so many people in media that live in New York City. I just think it's like when you think about the movies of the end times, New York City comes in as a stand-in yeah. for like how a major metropolis when it gets descended upon. And I think it was just like the like straight up I am legend parallels that were yes. super spooky, like seeing our city, seeing America's most populous city like that. Like it wasn't like, oh, we just realized it was happening, but yeah. Yeah, and I also do think there there is a difference between like seeing skies like that and experiencing bad air quality when there's a fire like that's actually occurring in your state and experiencing it when it's like this is literally not even happening in our country <laughs> yeah i did yeah. not i did not know that there were 400 wildfires happening in canada my bad neither did I, people till they read you right in this I mean, listen i and i'm someone who Famously looks up all the news every day. And I did not know that Canada was experiencing 400 wildfires. More and than that, it's ever experienced ever. Yeah. And that like that was going to create a crazy fire sky above New York City. So there's like a cognitive dissonance there, too, where it's like this fire is I can smell smell fire. But the fire actually isn't even here. Yeah, I'm like, where? how did the fire get here? Did it need a passport? How did this happen? <laughs> yeah. Remember when we clowned on Trump for saying that, like, clouds of debris, <laughs> clouds <laughs> of pollution could come over from China? And 
And here we are. I mean, of course, you know, the short term impact of breathing this year, it's coughing, lung inflammation, trouble breathing, longer term exposure can damage your liver and your brain and increase the risk of blood clots. And the WHO estimates that the effects of outdoor and household air pollution are associated with 6.7 million annual deaths worldwide. Um, there was like the New York Times interviewed a taxi driver who was originally from Bangkok, and he told the New York Times, maybe foreigners can feel it. But for me, it's just the normal air I breathe every day, polluted, hot, dusty, but it is what it is. So very much recognizing, like, I think at one point when people were saying New York was the worst in the world, it was still like barely worse than like New Delhi mm -hmm. in some areas. Um, but I know for me personally, yeah, definitely put that issue that billions, literally billions of people are dealing with. I mean, like so sue us, you have to experience something personally to really deeply understand it, like to literally feel the pain in your chest yeah. was something. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, a stark feeling of realizing like this is I, I yeah I guess I've never experienced poor air quality on this level to know what it physically feels like in your body and like you're not going to understand fully and experience you can read about it you can feel empathy you can be like oh my god like again when the Australian wildfires were in the news I remember seeing those pictures and videos of in California and stuff and seeing them and being like, that is scary. That's really scary. Oh my gosh. But actually waking up and seeing an orange sky full of smoke above your own house is a different feeling. Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, this is giving me flashbacks to college and I don't know if, that, I don't know if I say it enough that I went to college in California <laughs> in Southern California, but I, you know, especially someone from Florida, again, very used to hurricanes and the like and flooding, but fires being in school, like being in college and seeing the thing is like, I would blow my nose and it would all be black, which oh was very God. scary. Oof. But again, we're on, a, we're in the mountains on canyons and I can look out of my window or walk around campus and see fires in the distance on the mountains. So like, seeing that Oof. like experiencing that through my body kind of yeah makes sense because you know i can literally see it uh but it, you know it was it was different to like yeah. know that something happening whatever you know yeah. i think uh, one of my favorite uh responses that i heard was somebody was like tweeted like i can't just wrap my head around like how something could be happening in canada but we're in the united states <laughs> somebody wrote wrap your head around a fucking map right no right yeah and i'm like yeah i guess yeah. so but mm -hmm. it is that thing of like experiencing it but it being it is far it's right. not physically we can't see what this shit is doing so. yeah the source is not visible yeah. to us what i will say though is i am a little pissed at the city of new york and yes. our own mayor eric adams well, if you can believe our wonderful mayor eric adams <laughs> our <laughs> really cool mayor My eric best adams friend. yeah, uh, yeah uh, new york's coolest guy eric adams because so danny um in addition to my son having dog asthma yeah. my husband has Human asthma. Love <laughs> <laughs> that that's mentioned. Second. That comes second. But he's been like, um, he checks the air quality kind of mm. often because it does affect him. And he had been saying for a couple of days, like, wow, the air quality is really like weird and bad. And for me, and Eric Adams made a statement finally yesterday about all of this. And he said something in his statement to the effect of like, we didn't want to freak people out. <laughs> and I'm like, 
okay, well, it freaked me out to have no idea what the fuck was going on and suddenly the sky is orange. That was that freaked me out. Mm-hmm. And number two, it's like like people could have planned around this Absolutely. situation potentially like figured out, you know, Danny had doctor's appointments yesterday. We had plans to be here. We had, I had, you, you guys had an event last night. Like things could have like, people could have known that this was coming and planned around it and all of that stuff. But because he, I, like, I just don't understand why the city didn't totally. say something earlier and why this wasn't brought to people's attention earlier. Because obviously like we, People track the weather like people who are looking at things probably knew that this giant cloud of crazy fire smoke was coming towards us. Truly don't look up. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. That (laughs) fucking movie. I, I, you know, and what I I was sharing with Elisa was like the criticisms that Eric Adams get as gets as a mayor, as someone who's constantly out, who's constantly hobnobbing with everyone. You can see him at his event. It's become a meme at this point, but when your political goals and aspirations end and begin at being likable and for everyone to like you and to be invited to every party and to cut the ribbon at everything and, and not like actually what a a politician's job is, is to tell the truth and people are not going to like it. And you might be the bad guy. Like, yeah, he has not made the transition from politician to elected official. Yeah. Who actually has to do stuff very well. Yeah. That's so true. He's like very much. I don't think he's done it at all. Exactly. Campaigning, which campaigning is the key key, the laughter, the elected official is I'm going to do the tough thing. That's going to benefit most of my constituents even if some people aren't going to like me. Yeah. Also, we're New Yorkers. Like we stayed through the fucking pandemic when people were in refrigerators. Yeah. Like, what is the? I don't buy that people were suddenly going to go. I was like talking to a teacher and she was like, you know, it sounds stupid that we didn't know to close the windows earlier in the week. But it wasn't until later in the week. Because like you said, like Danny knows air quality and he knows for him that like, OK, he clocks that he might have to behave differently. But most people, when I see that, I don't have I don't any long problems. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I shouldn't open the window. Like, yeah. Yeah. It just it. It was something that definitely Give us could up have next time. used a earlier press conference being like, we're about to experience some pretty negative air quality. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. But it was like literally people were like, don't don't leave your home, but feel free to leave to pick up a mask at this location. You know, it was <laughs> yeah. just kind of like a box. I will say Ugh. getting my old mask out, like pulling yeah. out my like N95 and yeah. being like, hello, darkness. And it was a weird feeling to not need to be alarmed that like my cab driver wasn't wearing one because it was like he can't spread the particulates to me but to, to put a button on this to confirm why this is climate change because like I'm not a science person I always have to like check why the wildfires are worsened by climate change and the fire the smoke mixes with the particles that come out of exhaust the fossil fuels part and then we inhale that and that's what makes us very very sick and it's just awesome. like it's also just like so bad for like the animals just a couple days of that is is really really rough and a problem we see really frequently i mean i was laughing because like i'm going to california next week to escape (laughs) to to escape escape the the fire here Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click 
gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com, and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Which brings us to our main news because historically, the main on this, this is your vacation. Yes, of course. <laughs> Want to go through the itinerary? Anytime I go on vacation, uh, Trump gets indicted. So <laughs> next week or today, Trump will be indicted. So Trump lawyers, I mean, maybe, I don't know. This is what it's looking like. There's been a lot of activity, right? Yeah. Like, so Trump lawyers reportedly met with this guy, the special counsel Jack Smith, this week to discuss the probe into mishandling of classified documents. This was when they were informed that he is the target of an investigation. An indictment often follows this notification, though we don't know if this is the first time his lawyers were informed. I I, I think so, because they can be informed whether he's like a witness, a, a subject or a target. And they're like, he's he's a target. I think that means he can theoretically testify. I don't know if he still has that opportunity. But we do think this indictment is soon because other reporting has suggested that prosecutors are ready to ask that grand jury to indict for obstruction and the Espionage Act charges as early as today. Today is Thursday. Even if they choose to vote today, it doesn't mean they will indict today. There's another meeting of the grand jury on the books next week. However, that's what we were saying last time. Like last time, people were like, why would they do it today if there's another meeting? And then I feel like we were all very surprised. I feel like if the grand jury feels like they have the evidence. So this could happen today, tomorrow, into next week if it's going to happen. Prosecutors believe they have evidence to prove Trump violated a portion of the U.S. criminal code known as Section 793. This prohibits the gathering, transmitting, or losing of any information respecting the national defense. 
So they think they can get him. They're taking that approach because they think they can get him on that despite his claims that he declassified the documents with his mind, Mm -hmm. literally on the plane, (laughs) like on the helicopter. Like, remember that scene we all watched? I guess while he was on that plane, he was declassifying his documents. (laughs) By thinking about them. Exactly. That's truly (laughs) the You can declassify documents just by thinking about them. This is the legal theory. This also comes after reports last week that we did mention on this podcast that federal prosecutors investigating the breach, they have a 2021 recording of Trump discussing a sensitive military document that he kept after leaving the White House. This is a funny story to me. I guess he assembled some aides at the White House because they were going to talk about, they were like doing interviews. They were basically just talking about trying to get information out there that they were going to record for Mark Meadows's memoir. Mark Meadows is at the center of like all of this, just collecting (laughs) and gathering too much information. He referenced having a document that his top military guy at the time drafted related to Iran at the time Trump and they were considering attack. Like apparently on the recording, you can like hear him shuffling it and talking about what the document is. I haven't seen any like denial from Trump's lawyers, but they maintain that regardless of the content of the documents, they're just going all in on saying that Trump had the constitutional authority as commander in chief to declassify. But again, the prosecutors are probably going to say that doesn't matter. He put the nation at risk by having these like loose, these papers just like yeah. loose at Mar-a-Lago. The government, as a reminder, has recovered more than 300 documents with classified markings. I want to remind us all because this has been a story that, that stretched a bit that It's not one document. They found 300. He refused to bring them back when he was subpoenaed. Like there's multiple times of him talking about not wanting. So there's quite a lot of um, evidence here. I feel like the last indictment was like, I don't know, it didn't hit like I wanted it to. How do you think this one could be better? What what what's cinematography? What are you looking for here? How can we write this scene to be stronger? Well, for me, it's it's really the irony of could not get this man to read one document (laughs) while he was in office. Could not get this man to sit through an actual meeting. Again, this is somebody who, for all intents and purposes, did never made that transition from politician to elected official. And and these documents, reading documents is giving elected official. And Trump is always politician, rally, 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 um, making fun of people, truth social, um, and being an incredible poster. But um, which we say all the time. So I think it's the irony of like you did this aspect, this really important aspect of your job that you could not be bothered with. You are not moving on from you will never let go. And now you're fucking going to jail over it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what I would really emphasize in my rendition of this. I think that it's like. So the last indictment was certainly more sordid. It has has sexy details and stuff. But this is a more serious crime by a lot. So the last one, like, while it was exciting because it's the the paying off the story. Yeah. And it's the first time a president's ever been indicted. And we've wanted to see this guy have to pay, like, be held accountable in any way for a long time. The actual crime itself felt very like, I don't even want to say dismissible because it's like not cool for a presidential yeah. candidate to pay people off and lie and all of this different to stuff. It wasn't a matter life, of national yeah. security. Yeah. I mean, you can extrapolate to how it is, but this is so much more clear. It, it also like the other thing felt like there there is an argument you could say where like politicians do this kind of crap all the time, paying like whatever, right. trying to kill stories and whatever. But this is something where it's like you had papers detailing what our plans for a potential it- attack on Iran were just loose at, the at, golf your, club in yeah, New Jersey. at your beach house. And you're talking <sighs> about them. 
That is actually serious. Oh that God. is actually something other politicians have not done. And again, I feel like it's important to say like, yes, Joe Biden was found to have had a couple classified documents at his home. It's very, very different that it's, it's different than if you're a career politician who has been in the Senate, the white house, all of this stuff who actually does do work accidentally holding on to like, we don't even know what those documents were related to, but my, but like accidentally holding on to them and then immediately finding them and returning them is very different than purposefully taking super duper sensitive material, Hundreds of them. damaging sensitive being material, subpoenaed. being told multiple times, Hey, we're pretty sure you have these important documents, keeping them. And then also apparently on a tape, knowingly being like, I took this. <laughs> the audacity after causing an insurrection. He's like, I'm going to hold on to these. Yeah. Well, and isn't like the whole speculation, allegedly, whatever, please don't sue me, that, <laughs> please, I do not have any money, um, that it was to some sort of in-kind bribery kind of situation with, Saudi Arabia yeah, yeah, or yeah. something like that. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like this information is very crucial totally. to powerful people who do mm. not have great intentions True. Um, and have connections with his son-in-law and Kiki and, and whatever. On WhatsApp. But yeah, you can't <laughs> imagine <laughs> the type of person that could be rolling through Mar-a-Lago. I mean, yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, it's also, it feels like the difference, like as far as like the Joe Biden classified documents and even Mike Pence was found to yeah, have they a couple not of them. And I'm him. like, I, I don't think, I don't, I, I feel like Mike Pence, it's a kind of a similar deal. It's like the difference between like walking out of a store and realizing you like accident, you held on to something, which yeah. I've done. Like I've walked out of a store and been like, oh fuck. Um, I, have yeah. a candy bar or like whatever. Or like a heist. Yeah. And and like, yeah, exactly. An actual, like, I have robbed a bank. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a perfect comparison. I mean, you did mention Mike Pence, who we did promise to return to after he announced his presidential election. However, mm. I'm just not sure there's much to unpack there. No. No. Did we promise? <laughs> We talked about him going to announce. We talked about him announcing oh, yeah. and uh, he announced against Chris Christie. Two people nobody are interested. He's polling at like 4%. I just can't believe he announced on his birthday. Like, what are you doing, man? I know. I'm more excited about Grimace's birthday, honestly. Um, <laughs> they're having a birthday party and a special meal and a special shake. Yes. Um, he, he did a CNN town hall, apparently. Also. Oh, right. Gr no, not Grimace. <laughs> that I would watch. I would oh, love to watch like the Pence. CNN. It's weird we didn't, I didn't Grimace. see any like crazy takeaways. Not one splash. Yeah. Nikki Haley made more of a splash with her CNN town hall by saying a bunch of crazy fucked the, up stuff about trans people. The gender pronoun classes in the military. Yeah. yeah. Gender like, pronoun classes. He couldn't even make a splash on his CNN town hall he a former vice president yeah yeah like he uh again you guys know how i feel yeah. about mike pence plain running milk. for president mm -hmm. plain, plain milk. milk plain milk plain milk all right so next up in main news this guy this is this is this guy is a synonym for mike pence uh on and this one like is a little bit more spicy, actually. <laughs> That's true. Did you see oh, in man. town hall there would was, make waves? There was yeah. a guy that was like at the Mike Pence announcement and he was like, people say that Mike Pence is just like mayonnaise on white toast. But I say throw a little Iowa bacon and Tabasco in there. <laughs> it was like that also sounds I don't know. That's a weird sandwich. But <laughs> we're, we're talking next about. Pat Robertson. Next up in May news, Pat Robertson is dead at 93 years old. 
<laughs> if you don't know who this man is. Good for you. Yeah, you, if you, it's synonymous with the 700 Club also. Pat Robertson popularized Christian broadcasting. He started the Global Christian Broadcasting Network, which reached millions and millions and millions of people around the world. He is credited with developing the Christian Coalition, which was a, a real group that basically was part of central to the Republican Party, basically embracing this. All the articles I said said embracing religion, religious liberty. It's just Christianity. Yeah, yeah no, it's he's specifically not, yeah. evangelical yeah. Christianity. Yeah, really yeah. so this man, you, I mean, his Wikipedia, there's, there's two, there's like three separate areas for types of controversies. He once said that you could get AIDS from if you used a towel in Kenya. He said that you could get AIDS <laughs> if you shook hands with a gay person who was wearing rings in case... Something fucking happened he there. Had a thing, he, one of his things was that gay people were intentionally giving you AIDS because they would wear special rings yep. that had a knife on the Jesus. ring. And then they would cut you with their special AIDS ring and give you AIDS. That's Millie, Dick Cheney Hill. <laughs> yeah. What do you also, think? Like, wasn't he a villain in the Tammy Faye yeah, he, life story? This guy's going to... Do I, you know what else I read? There was, I, I wanted to put this in here, but he was like, there was a time where he started out like in politics and there was a time in his early in his marriage where they moved to... Um, the Wikipedia said that they moved to the Bedford-Stuyvesant neighborhood of New York City what? to help people in squalor. <laughs> Oh, my God. You know, that's so funny because once in a while I'll see Mormons and it, there oh. are Mormons in Bushwick and Bedside. <laughs> and it's literally like, you know, my neighborhood specifically famously is a bunch of non-binary people with mullets uh, yeah. and like tattoos and all these like noise studios and stuff like yeah. that and then you see mormons <laughs> like trying to, and also like m a bunch of hispanic families and yeah. then you see mormons like we must save the people like, oh my god i can't <laughs> believe that's actually a modern thing some other random crap he did he repeatedly predicted judgment days that did not happen like mm -hmm. he just was always predicting things and maybe like it's like a broken clock is right twice a day like this guy lived to 93 years maybe like a handful of times he was like a tsunami is gonna hit next month and like one time it did he uh, made frequently very Islamophobic statements and constantly misrepresented Islam. Just was really just said nasty things about Muslims. He once described feminism as, quote, I, I kind of love this. I think he's right. A socialist anti-family political movement that encourages women to leave their husbands, kill their children, practice witchcraft and destroy capitalism and become lesbians. <laughs> I mean, well, <laughs> I mean, again, broken clock. I mean, witch think, talk. Yeah. Witch talk has taken Remove, off. kill their children. And these the, yeah, are all that's good exactly things. That's exactly what I was going to say. Kill these their are, children. Was, even, you know, anti-family. I think we should have more mom unions and stuff like that. I mean, oh, yeah, I read that New York Times article. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was one that I was like, we should talk about the New York yeah. Times article about the mom yuns um but anti family yeah pss, listen practice witchcraft become lesbian destroy capitalism that's just my fyp yeah <laughs> oh, that's 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 my to-do list before 11 a.m yeah i uh, mean oh god but kill their children that's a little much unless yeah. he's talking about he's talking like about abortion yeah, yeah he's thank you not real children. children oh man i didn't even get that far on his he's level he's talking about me yeah he's talking about 34 year old women we're babies i mean i've taken plan b enough too <laughs> on both American and Mexican planes. Oh, God. Um, oh, God. He was also one of the original people to accuse Disney. I didn't know this is a long-running thing of hosting gay days to groom children. So I assume if they were LGBTQ family-friendly days back then. Um, this is not even the extent of it. I mean, he said hateful stuff like this all of the time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's interesting that he died this week because 
it's we've also been discussing um, shiny happy people quite a bit, who which is about the Duggars, which are you know another group of people who are responsible for the proliferation of fundamentalist Christian views in American politics. I mean, this guy is the guy that like really. I think it's important to talk about him and what's, what reminded me of the Duggars is like it's a very intentional moment where they like exploited the party needing something unifying and to find an actual base. And they were like, I guess it's these I guess it's these fundamentalist Christians. We're going to all get them to vote conservative. It, it, it just also reminds me of that Hulu documentary about Hillsong, mm-hmm. too, where like, yeah, they're all yeah. they're all coming out and they all like, you know, bad month for Jesus. Well, and like that. The guy who one of the guys who started Hillsong and is in like a lot of trouble for covering up sexual crimes um, is also was like in the White House visiting Trump and playing, praying for Trump and all that. Yeah. Um, It's just and the Australian guy, the Australian guy. Yeah. Literally covering up his dad. Spoiler alert. Covering up his dad's heinous sexual crimes against children was in the white house saying like we need a man of god in the fucking white mm-hmm. and then praying for trump which it, it always like struck me as like how can these people who so purely believe in family values and in god and all this shit back somebody who's so evil and mm-hmm. whatever and it's like these guys suck too <laughs> like not every not you know you know caveat that not everybody who follows them or whatever has you know maybe they some people do have uh, you know intentions and people are looking for community wherever they can get it and i understand that but the men in charge and the people in charge don't have these values that they purport out or whatever you know again they all there's always some documentary especially with the um liberty university like that guy whose wife fucked the pool boy. Like there's just a constant, constant examples of like the main proponents of this, like oppressive lifestyle against women, gay people, whatever are not even following it themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's also, yeah. Like I feel like there is just so much sexual crime in all of this stuff too, which is really Interesting that it's like a guy like Pat Robertson, you know, polices the sexuality of all women, doesn't want women to have any ownership of their own bodies, and then pals around with a guy like Jim Baker, who, if anyone's seen the eyes of Tammy Faye, like Jim Baker, Jessica Hahn, this woman, accused him of rape. Yeah. And that's how, you know, their empire fell down. And it's like they have all this room for sexual predators but then Mm -hmm. as soon as someone's gay pat robertson is all up in just like a consenting adult's bedroom he said like he blamed hurricane katrina on like abortion and sin and 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 the the mardi gras and all this yeah Yeah. and that he and he also like i I was compiling some of his crazy stuff for the newsletter he's blamed the 2010 haitian earthquake on just like being sinful in haiti it's like so yeah so it's like you know i usually try not to dunk on dead people but he spent his whole life dunking on literally dead people so the most marginalized yeah and yeah and I brought the Duggars into this without much warning, but because we were talking about it a lot. But if you haven't watched it, Shiny Happy Things is a new um, documentary on Amazon. I had only heard about these guys like on True Crime podcasts, but it really does show how, you know, this network 
starting to do the show 19 and counting, how that literally impacted the American political system. Mm -hmm. There's sort of like a direct line because of the stuff that these people are attached to and their beliefs. And if you don't know, the eldest of the children, he's in prison now by now, yeah, right? He's been, yeah. uh, for heinous crimes, heinous. for abusing. I don't know if he's actually in prison for, for sexually, for molesting his sisters. I think he's just in prison for the child sex abuse images. But the fact that he had done that before and that was known to like authorities, but um, yeah, these people that are literally, I mean, we talked on the podcast when Jim Bob ran for office while yeah. his son was under investigation for child sex abuse images. And, and, and they and, think that they're the ones with the moral high ground. Well, the thing is, too, I mean, you know, what makes the documentary so good is that they really go into the intricacies of being a, like a Christian of this faith, of how women have to wear their hair a certain way. And the brothers can't be bothered. You know, they can't do any domestic labor. They can't change the kids diapers because that's sexualizing. And the women have to raise the kids and all this shit. And, and it's so much. And then something that you find a lot is like there's so much sexual repression. There's so much like you have to wait until you get married to even kiss your fiance and all this crazy shit. And then they're like also the people who have the craziest sex crimes or like a lot mm -hmm. of these people, you know, with the with the Hillsong doc. It's like a lot of these people who get married at 18 and then they step out at 34. It's just like, yeah, you know, again, when we talk about like what the left rights wants versus what the right wants and the sexualizing of children and teens, it's just like, we do have to accept that, you know, teens are going to want to kiss other, you know, and it's just like, yeah, maybe if they had like a boyfriend or a girlfriend at, you know, a regular teen age and were able to like, you know, in their twenties and night, you know, 19, 18, 20, able to experiment and, and find themselves and discover Maybe they wouldn't have to like indulge in like the most just you know disgusting mm -hmm. child sex abuse as yeah. like images and stuff. That's like constantly what I think and see too. It's like if if there was a more healthy, balanced, experimental way, and and there were people in their lives talking to them about all kinds of things, which is what many teachers, many people are trying to do, and they get villainized for it and all that stuff you wouldn't have these like super extreme yeah ideas i i think that there's something to to what you're saying about like what and that and it's obviously not to like excuse anyone doing anything or like whatever but yeah. i i think there is something to the idea that like if you live in a situation where all sexuality is bad yeah all sexuality outside of a man and a woman who are married and specifically trying to have a baby all of that is bad, then the line about what's actually bad, I feel like becomes blurred yeah, because it's yeah, all yeah. stuff that you have to keep secret and it's all stuff that you have to lie about and it's all stuff that you shouldn't be doing and da da da. So then it's like, where is the line at all? And then right. these people who are the victims don't want to come forward because they feel like they're tainted yeah. by what has happened to them so like the sisters didn't want to say anything well a lot of them also didn't even realize it had happened right. that it had taken place which is crazy and then you know they feel like they've been tainted by engaging in oh, any God, kind of yeah. sexuality right. at all which is what happened you saw that in the hillsong documentary mm -hmm. with a lot of those people and it's also the really interesting that 
with the political activism part of it that it's like these people want to outlaw all these different types of like consensual expression of gender identity, sexuality, et cetera. They think drag is obscene. They don't like blah, 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 protect the children, et cetera. But when a child is actually molested and victimized, mm-hmm. that's actually something that we should just handle at home. So yeah. that's like a big thing in the shiny, happy people is like when they realized that the son was doing this, they were like, we're handling it at home. We sent him to a camp. Yeah. It's fine. That's private. Or they're like, we brought him to talk to a police officer who we actually knew personally who did nothing. And right. also fucking got arrested yes, for 50 that's right. crimes against like, I did you see about that? that. Yes. Yeah, he like the guy you guys that they gotta brought watch in. It's really good. Yeah. yeah, So it just also reminds me of like, and a a big message of this doc of that, you know, whatever is that a lot of these, you know, religions that like push subservience to women and, and pushes a, a, a culture of silence really do in that way, you're grooming people to become the perfect victim where like you don't said want, that. Yeah. You don't want people to say. And, and I'm just thinking too, um, the guy who just got sentenced to 18 years for starting the insurrection, um, one of the oath, ke- the creator of the Oath Keepers. Uh, I listened to a really good podcast interviewing his wife. And the thing is, too, like this is all interconnected because it's like a lot of these these politically crazy radical people it all starts at home it's always like they have a history of domestic violence they have a history of this but you you hear like their relationship where she was mormon and he manipulated her into thinking like first of all manipulated her out of all her money um and that was like a whole other thing is that the guy who ran the Oath Keepers was really bad with money. So it's like always follow the money. But also like, yeah, like you're tainted. I took your virginity. Your life's over. Your family mm-hmm. who's who's pushed your entire life that you have to be a virgin until you get married. They're not going to accept you back. I've isolated you now. Like now you're stuck with me. And it got to a point like what's really beautiful or, or not beautiful, but like the way that the podcast ends, you know, it doesn't even end with his because it came out in October was that her and her five kids devised a plan to like get escape, you know, the, the clutches of the Oath Keeper guy was now in jail for eight, eight years. I mean, 18 years, you know, so it's like just when we're talking about People like Pat Robertson Mm -hmm. and also the right and the agenda and all of that. It's just all interconnected with how they treat women and what goes on in the home. Which is hilarious because I was reading Pat Robertson's disturbing Wikipedia today and there was a section where he was called out about a marriage state that he would repeat. um, And then um, people compared that to the age of his oldest child. And people were like, yo, there's this isn't adding up. And he admitted that um, he had a child that she got they got pregnant out of wedlock. Of for course. all the bullshit, which like, great, but for all the bullshit they they spew, I am happy even though Pat Robertson like maybe didn't um, participate in any uh, like actual abuse. He is part of the culture that has no problem with just not calling it out. Yeah. Maintaining the societal structures that, you know, silence women. Like for all the speaking out that he did about Disney having a gay whatever day. <laughs> I we don't you don't hear him speaking out about this kind of abuse among his Never. own ranks, among people who are in his own church, among people he's personally associated with at all. And I feel like it should it does like 
we should say, I, I feel compelled to say like, Jesus didn't talk about any of this like no. crap at all. He wasn't talking about the quiverful movement, about how you have to have kids, about how women should do whatever the fuck. Like, women that should was, have curled hair, not yeah, wear tampons. Exactly, Prosperity like, gospel. Exactly. Yeah. Shit. yeah, he, Jesus did not, he had 33 years here supposedly and he did not use a one of them to discuss any of the stuff being gay, none of that the stuff that these people are obsessed with. And it's actually also crazy because they have, yeah, this prosperity doctrine that's mm -hmm. supposed to like prop up capitalism and being like, actually being rich is good because, and that's why you should give money to the church. And that's why I, as your pastor should be rich, which mm -hmm. is like a big Hillsong thing yes. too. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Jesus literally was like, it's hard for rich people to get into heaven. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, well, Pat Robertson, he's going in one direction or the other. Mm. Dick Cheney home. Yeah, I think so. All right, we are off to uh, moving on to women's rights and women's wrongs. We will begin today with a woman in the wrong, but we do need to start with some context. So abortion laws in Florida have really been in a state of flux, much like a lot of states, as we await a decision of the Florida Supreme Court on the 15-week abortion ban. So after Roe was overturned nearly a year ago, in the spring before, like when all the states were like, we think this is going to happen, they passed a 15-week trigger ban that was going to go into effect. I think it was like a week after Roe was overturned. It was paused after legal challenges and remains paused because now the the state Supreme Court is deciding whether abortion bans violate the state constitution's promise of privacy. Florida voters approved a constitutional amendment in 1980, and it says partly every natural person has the right to be left alone, let alone and free from government intrusion into the person's private life, except as otherwise provided herein. I don't know what's provided herein, but presumably it's just like, leave us the fuck alone. The court has affirmed several times since 1980 that this protects abortion rights, much like, you know, the Supreme Court did affirm even in different ways that abortion rights were protected. Um, you know, precedent just doesn't matter to ideologues like this. Florida has since passed an even stricter ban, which Ron DeSantis has signed, and that would outlaw abortion at six weeks. So if the 15-week ban is approved by the Supreme Court or if the Supreme Court says, yes, Florida had a right to ban abortion, the, um, you know, the 15-week they're basically like, forget about you, your, your yesterday's news, we're going to use it the six-week ban. And that would go into effect within 30 days. We've talked a lot about how Florida is a massive state and super critical for access across the Northeast and just even like the South, just mm -hmm. like a major, major area. There's a lot of people. I assume there's a lot of providers. Um, there's a lot of need for access and that would that could go away. I don't really know when an expect when a ruling is expected. What does this have to do with a woman in the wrong? I'm sure you're all thinking. So there is a man on the Florida Supreme Court. His name is his name is Justice Charles I don't know if it's, how do you pronounce his name? Kennedy? Kennedy? Okay. I don't want, I don't know if everyone knew it was Kennedy but me. Looks like Kennedy. The lawmaker who sponsored Florida's six-week abortion ban, their name is Jennifer Kennedy. They are indeed married to each other. Mm. The sponsor of a Florida abortion ban, not technically the one under consideration, but basically the concept is under consideration. The sponsor of that ban is married to the person who gets to decide uh, whether or not it goes into effect. Oh, where have we seen this before? This is nothing. This isn't even shocking no, anymore. No, they don't talk about it. They, no, do, they, the, never they do the Ginny and Clarence. They don't. They don't talk about what they're up not to. one time no, talks about abortion rights. Harlan Crow yes. fucking Michigan cruise. These two are married. <laughs> For a cherry on top, their daughter works in Ron DeSantis's office, mm. so they're really all in here. So, girls, I wonder if you think that Justice Kennedy, the husband, has recused himself from this case given this apparent conflict of interest. What would be your guess? 
Well, for someone to become a judge, they must be of high moral character. So, of course, he has, Amanda. Would you believe it if I told you he has not? He says, I don't have to. I'm fine. So this guy started apparently as a conservative Democrat. He was not. Yikes. I mean, this is what we say a lot is that like the Democratic Party should never have had any room for anti-choice people. No. He went on, though, to serve in Congress as a Republican for four terms. And of course, he was a House manager in Clinton's impeachment. <laughs> of course he was. This guy, the hits keep coming. He was he is credited with coining the term partial birth abortion. Oh, yeah. Great. Yes. When he was in Congress. So this is this is a concept that is disturbing, is not accurate. It is literally the reason why you have fucking Nikki Haley being like, well, Democrats want abortion at 39 weeks, like ridiculous stuff. So his wife, of course, she ran for so she ran for state house. I think this is interesting. In February of 2022. That's interesting to me because that's also after Amy Coney Barrett was appointed to the Supreme Court. And when it really started to look like they would overturn Roe. So, you know, did this couple collude to ensure the elimination? of abortion rights in the state of Florida? I'm just asking questions mm -hmm. here. Judicial experts say, of course, that Kennedy doesn't have to recuse himself. It's not against the law, but like he really, 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 really should. Of course. Um, I should note that, you know, he's not necessarily a swing vote here, but I think like, so who cares? You know, yeah. we still have to be furious because I feel like if we don't get angry about this when it's just, you know, another Republican on a like it, it, he's not the swing vote where he to recuse himself. It looks like it could be the same outcome as he were to be on it. But like, that's not going to be the case everywhere. And if we just allow it to be the norm, which it is that this can happen, like one of them, one of them needs to do something. And I think, you know, state representative Jennifer Kennedy, you're a woman in the wrong for this, for sponsoring the ban, for not demanding that your husband recuse himself. Just 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 overall in the wrong. Well, this is also coming from like, there was recent, I'm, I'm just looking it up. A judge in the DeSantis uh, Disney case recuses himself because a distant cousin has some measly like shares in Disney stock. So it's like, it's just tough when we have, you know, Republicans clearly are fucking cheating. And then you have Democrats really following the rules like a little too hard exactly right, right and it's like but yeah this is they fucking planned this they talked this out this is so dumb the the it, it's just crazy where it's like the supreme court they just want to they just want to block abortion the supreme court's like i don't know let's state decide and it's like the state's already like the state of Florida said we're not getting in anyone's business. And then these people are like, let's change the rules of the business. Yeah. And it's just exactly. like you guys just don't want abortion to pass. It's not popular. Like we said, um, most of the fucking state is not red. It's blue. Um, you're not represent. You're like fucking disenfranchising, di disenfranchising people. Uh, you're making it difficult for anybody. It's just like. What is what is your gain to not let people have a right? Because you like, know this family with their daughter in the Ron DeSantis office. You know they go around like we are dead. We're a family dedicated to public service, and it's like all you're gonna fucking do is eliminate a right to millions and millions and millions of people. Is Florida in a state where it does a good, good job of keeping care, taking care of no. needy children? No, they don't want to do that. No. Well, and also it's like you can go around and say. Oh, we're we're dedicated to public service and you can have anti-abortion beliefs, but to have no moral character to say like, OK, but I as One a of judge to, yeah. do have to recuse myself from this or like I as a state representative can't put stuff before my husband or honestly like 
I can't really run to be a state representative if my exactly. husband is on the state Supreme Court. I have to get involved in politics in another way. It just kind of underscores this issue that we keep having, and it's at the Supreme Court level, but it's at lower court levels too, where I feel like the entire judicial system was built on this idea that like, well, a judge has to be a person, an upstanding person. And so it's just always up to the judge mm -hmm. to like do the right thing. And there actually aren't rules forcing them to do anything because the entire system was built on this really weird antiquated idea that people who get into this kind of position will respect the integrity yeah. of the position. And it's like, Ooh, that went out the window a long. I feel like long that's the John ago. Roberts like yeah. approach, where he's like, "We don't need to do any ethics committee investigations. We're all good here." It's like, "No, sir, no, sir." He embarrassed you with multiple ProPublica <laughs> pictures of him on a yacht with that motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. It kind of goes back to this like old time. It it goes back to this thing that is kind of a constant problem that we're coming up with is that our government was built by a group of like. 40 white dudes between the ages of like 25 and 70 who were all friends 400 years ago 400 years Millie, ago I know it sounds I know it smells crazy in there I know well just okay, the teeth well, alone yeah I mean they've got like enslaved people's teeth in their mouths yeah. like it's not covered in horse piss like it's not, not good it's not good but not good. like they were all friends with each other and they had this idea that it's like well amongst pals obviously we're gonna keep it cool we're gonna keep it tight yeah. we're buds right and they never could have envisioned that the country would span an entire continent that the country would include the voices of black people specifically women specifically all different types of religions races like nationalities right. like they just never could i that we would have guns that could shoot, shoot mow kids, down people children. in a second like we are operating under a system that is built to work for again a government of 60 dudes who all kind of are similar and assume that they can just kind of talk it out amongst friends yeah. and, assume, and assume that the biggest threat to society is England coming back. And yeah. And them. like that, like the, their, their mindset was like, well, we have to make sure there won't be another King. Yeah. That's like the whole thought yeah. process, yes. you know? So like the right to bear arms and all that shit is like, so there like won't be another musket, king. Yeah, a musket <laughs> like that takes forty years to reload, and also like again for a king that yeah. won't like unfairly represent us. Not a fucking AR fifteen to kill a bunch of children learning math. I was talking to somebody who was like, it was a friend of Mike's who has different beliefs than us. <laughs> We're having a normal conversation, mostly just about guns. And, um, you know, he was talking, he was just sort of giving me more insight into the two-way culture because he's like a, a rational person. He was like, there are people that genuinely believe that they need to stockpile guns because the government won't be able to protect them. I'm like, do you fucking know what the government has? Do you yeah. know what type of military <laughs> devices we have? We can fucking evaporate the world in 10 minutes. What are you talking about? No, you literally. are better than the defense department. And like, also please. like, you don't have a chance. 
don't have a chance. If the government does decide to come after you, like we've said this a lot, like it's over. I'm sorry. Are you going to shoot a nuclear warhead down? (laughs) What are you fucking talking about? I was saying, like, Eric Adams is going to shoot the polluted air. Like, that's his fucking plan. When you're like, why why hasn't Eric Adams said anything about air pollution? It's like, because he's trying to figure out how the NYPD can shoot that air. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, no. All right. So, fuck you, Jennifer. Fuck you, Justice Kennedy, Charles. (laughs) So, all right, for a palate cleanser, let's stay on the vague topic of Florida and gestation. This just was an interesting story to me. So some some women are taking men entirely out of the equation. A crocodile in Costa Rica recently produced a fetus that was 99% genetically identical to herself. That means there was no other animal responsible for the conception. This is super rare. (laughs) You go, girl. Uh, thriving. The phenomenon is, is called virgin birth. It's been found in species of birds, fish, and other reptiles, but never before in crocodiles. But it's probably happened in crocodiles, but nobody was looking for it this time. This alligator is 18 years old, and she had been isolated from all other reptiles for since she was two. I don't know why. That sounds really sad. Maybe she didn't play well with others, but she impregnated herself. And um, sadly, this this the egg did not hatch successfully it was stillborn but um mm. i don't know i just thought of this like if you would you want to have a child that was 99.9 percent your own dna if that were a option and it wouldn't be dangerous to the child yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely from a woman who's who's named after her mother yes, yes. <laughs> my mom's nickname yes. but i would name my daughter millie as well <laughs> the, i think i would want to give birth with for a child that was 19 i wouldn't want to raise by myself <laughs> that is where i get interesting into so you still want a partner but none mom-mune. of their dna if i'm in if a you're mom-mune, in a mom-mune. i just still love the idea of an invisible building being your dad sucks this is why it's easier to date men you know like yeah. like my my friend this is why it's easier to date men because you take no responsibility there's mm-hmm. no growth everything's gonna be his fault no matter what mm-hmm. um you know and i you know and uh if i if it's all me then it's all me and any fuck up or trauma mm-hmm. that's my fault where that i can is true where my mom you know everything that's good about me is her and everything that sucks about me is my dad do i agree is that true absolutely (laughs) but i want to have that option and that's the only thing that's pausing me but a baby that That looks just like me right absolutely elise yeah i you know i feel like i have found a partner that i want to scramble my dna with eventually i anticipate the baby to be pretty cute oh the baby's gonna be cute (laughs) um but my big fear is Uh, the classic dilemma of him being the fun one. Mm -hmm. And that does Mm -hmm. take that out of it. I am both the fun one and the enforcer. If if it's 99% my DNA and I'm living in the mommune. Yeah. Because I do want the help. I definitely want the help. So I do need to be in the mommune if I'm going to do this solo. Mm -hmm. Um, And it does eliminate that one problem of, I think that he's probably going to be the fun one. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be the one that's like, Where's your homework? <laughs> well, the mom, you and I feel like the food just going to be better. Oh, absolutely. Be the shopping. The like shopping. you ever get a male Instacart shopper? It is tough. You know, it's so funny because in Japan, when I studied abroad there, because ever, like there's still like really strong stay at home wife culture. Um, all the moms would go to Costco every week 
together in a car and then split up bulk items between households. So yeah. they would get a pack of toilet yeah. paper, but split it between five households. And like, it's just like, that's the yeah. shit that like, I'll see TikToks of that. And that's when I'm like, I, I'm sorry, mama, I'm not moving to North Carolina, but it would be so nice to just like buy stuff from Costco, split it with your mom and sister. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Day. So if you yeah. get to do that, you're very, you're very lucky. I would not, not want a child that was all me to uh, we got to get some mic in there we got to get someone else i'm not i like myself but i cry a lot i'm very anxious i just don't think i wouldn't want to i don't think the planet needs another 100 percent amanda duberman i mean I don't know if that's offensive to my parents. It was a good mix. I I, I did well. well you're but 50, you're it's just, 50, you know, it's just to be in my own head sometimes. And I wouldn't want to. Mm. Mike is very good natured. He's so well adjusted. The man literally doesn't get anxious. It's mm. it's strange. Sometimes I'm like, are you medicating constantly without me knowing? So I think we got to I think we got to scramble some of that in here. Yeah. But this would be an amazing option to have available for people that my friends that I think we should absolutely clone. OK, I think we have a couple minutes left for a would you rather. We recently played this with uh, Grace Weinstein. We played a summer edition. I was playing around with other concepts this morning, but that one was so fun. So we're just going to keep it going. These are just summer, summer activities. And we're going to think about what we would rather do. All right. So you're going on a bachelorette party with like a high school friend. And she's, you know, the high school friend that like her parents voted for Trump both times. There's some weird people at this bachelorette party, including Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. For some reason, they're they're fighting again. They don't want a room together. Who are you rooming with? You don't have to share a bed with this person, mm-hmm. but you are in the same room with them at the bachelorette party. Marjorie or Lauren? I'm going to say Lauren. Lauren's got the good, like, I feel like Lauren, you'll get one drink in her. She's going to tell you all her fucking business. And I want to know what the fuck, like, this, why this game is so fun to play with you guys because you have the best rationales. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, she's going to fucking go off. Marjorie's just going to be angry. And like Lauren's annoying, too. But I feel like she's she's vulnerable. She'll be vulnerable and talk shit where Marjorie is just going to just she won't ever shut the fuck up about whatever she's talking about. <sighs> it is really difficult because the vibe I get from Marjorie is that she's going to want to like work out on vacation and yeah. I don't need that. Ugh. I don't need to be spending a room with someone. He's like, "Are you sleeping in? I'm actually going to go work out." Yeah. And I'm like literally doing pull-ups on yeah, the door. Yeah, I'm like, oh "Fuck out of here." But Lauren to me does give the vibe of you catch her going through your bag. <laughs> I do feel like you room with Lauren and then the next day you see her on Instagram and she's got your top on and mm. you're like, where? Right. So I, that's like, yeah. ha, that's, you're like, what happened to my Xanax? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, somebody has been going through my stuff. Yeah. We got we got it. She's a scavenger at the party for sure. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Mm. Okay, as annoying as the workout is, I'm going to go Marjorie just to keep, because I have this feeling about Lauren as a thief. Sorry, I'm still, even the thief stuff, I'm like, still Lauren. Mm -hmm. All right, next. Ubers are surge priced. You can only afford a share and you have a 45 crossborough trip ahead of you. It's going to be, it's going to be a long one. Two cars roll up at the same time because in this universe, that's how Uber works. Who are you sharing with? Mike Pence or Chris Christie? Again, Chris Christie. Yeah, He's my talking, immediate yeah. feeling is Chris Christie. I think... He's going to say some wild shit. Yeah, I think, like, as long as you don't go too deep with him, you can have kind of, like, an enjoyable chat 
in a car with Chris Christie. I'm also, my family is rooted in New Jersey. People from New Jersey mm-hmm. do give me a deep sense of calm, even the completely wacko ones. So Teresa Judice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there, there's something about just a Jersey ass mm-hmm. person that I'm like, all right. We and could- you're probably taking Uber to Jersey. Yeah, I'll be like, we could chat in the car. Yeah. Mike Pence, I feel like, I don't know how you'd even make conversation yeah. with him. That's like Honestly, the shit that bothers actually, me the most. wouldn't he have to get out? That's yeah, so yeah, true. Yeah. He would have to get out, but also like, the shit that bothers me the most is when you have a conversation with someone and they don't ask any follow-up mm-hmm. questions. They have no curiosity about you. And that's just 100% Mike Pence. Yeah. Absolutely. Has never asked a follow-up question in his entire life. All right, mm-hmm. this next one. You're hungover on a semi-private boat charter. There's another family. There's another group. Do you want that family to be the Duggars or the Roys? See, the, I think this, this one's too easy, but I, I don't know. Initially, you had the Trumps. I did. And I was like, but then I didn't see the hungover part. The hungover part you're, changes. You're down hungover bad. Changes you're it. down real bad. Hungover changes it a lot. Yeah, because, because which, which abused children do I want to be with? <laughs> I mean, like yeah. those kids, you yeah. know. Well, those kids are, uh, they're quiet. Yeah, that's what I'm that's saying. What, I know. That's why I'm like, the hungover changes. If, if it's just who do I want to be on a boat party with, obviously the Roys. Or, and right? honestly, the Trumps. And the Trumps, too. I'm the like, Duggars would not be fun. I had to replace the Trumps because they're coming up in the next one. I Yeah, because either, either Roys or Trumps, I'm like, there's, you know that Ivanka probably gets down party-wise a little bit. She knows how to have a little bit of fun. But then she'll blame a yeah. fart on you. No, she definitely will. You can't trust her. Again, that's she's, another lock she's up your She's shitting bag. in the boat and is like, I, not me. I yeah, didn't, you said we couldn't me. use it. But yeah. like, we'll probably take a couple shots, you know, whatever. Uh, Don Jr. probably has some good uh, drugs on him. <laughs> Don, Don Jr. It's if a boat sharing, party. It's a boat party. If he's party. in a sharing mood, mm-hmm. it kind of depends on where he's at. Eric, whatever. But if I'm hungover, then definitely the Duggars because yeah. they're just quiet. Just quiet yeah, there's 20 mice. of them, but they're but very, they're completely very quiet. silent. Yeah, as long as they can all fit on the boat out of our way. Well, they better pay more than the f- more yeah. of the fucking charter fee. I'm going to the Duggars. I'm going with the Duggars only because I just don't really think that Kendall Roy and Water together. Oh yeah, I think no, there's no, something no. going on there, and I would be worried for all of our fate. So finally, finally, the Trumps are coming back here a little bit. You forgot to bring a blanket to a concert in the park. It it, it rained yesterday. It's very muddy. You really want to stay at the concert in the park, but you you've got to find somewhere to sit. Two couples are offering to share their picnic blankets. Are you cozying up to Don Jr. and Kimberly Guilfoyle? Or Rachel and Tom from Vanderpump Rules, assuming they were still a couple. We have talked about how we don't watch that show, but we appreciate why that I is a challenge. What's going I'm watching on. the. I'm, I'm, I've been yeah. watching the reunions. We're just not fully. We're not completists yet. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say Rachel and Tom because yeah. they're gonna probably fight, and then I'll be more blanket for me because they're not gonna stay through the whole concert. They're not even together right now. So let's pretend they were, but yes, yeah, exactly. They would, yeah. Or like they're on and off. So I'm going to say, yeah, you yeah. see them there. We don't even know. You're just like, Oh shit. Or Tom and Raquel back together or Rachel or whatever. But Kim and Don jr. That's some mother, baby, beta mom issue shit that I do not need to be witness of. Yeah. yeah she'll change his diaper. It's going to be a lot. I do feel like, well, my understanding about Tom Sandoval is he's in a band of some kind. And <laughs> so he at least appreciate has an appreciation for music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like 
Don Jr. and Kimberly Guilfoyle are just talking, talking, oh, talking yes. through the whole oh damn thing. Her voice is so like la- I I just recently linked to it in the sub, so I rewatched her. The best is yet to come. And like I just I like it's nails on a chalkboard to hear the two of them speak. My understanding of Raquel is that she's pretty like dumb. Yeah. So I don't know if she's gonna have too much to say, like chit chat wise. And that's gonna be enjoying the concert. Yeah, and then I do feel like Tom Sandoval, if he's there, he's respecting the what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> he's respecting the music totally. is Tom's taking gonna place. Tom's gonna be like, bring my dad back on stage. <laughs> yeah. Like I just think, yeah, again, t- fucking Don Jr. is just like railing lines and being like, wah, 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 and then Kimberly Gilfy is like just- hey, in response and I'm just like oh god I just openly in Prospect Park exactly yeah I mean literally and I'm just like I'm trying to fucking watch this band play so I think just probably uh, both I think that's probably Raquel and Tom have better concert etiquette yeah they don't have anything really to talk about I don't think they ever did and they're gonna wait until they're back home in Ariana's bed to hook up I mean yeah in their car or whatever so yeah concert etiquette alone it's gotta be Tom and Raquel Brilliant, beautiful answers as always. And that is our show. Uh, Happy, maybe second Trump indictment. We'll see. We'll be talking about it uh, Monday. If there is anything crazy, I'll hop on the mic tomorrow and and find somebody to talk about with it. But please remember to rate and review if you love the show. Mm -hmm. It really helps new people find us, especially in the summer when news slows down. We need those news listeners. We need people to stick with us, stay engaged. Uh, And the best way to do that is to give us a rating and review. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.